You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are in a new series entitled Unwavering. Unwavering is our seven-week series about faith. We're going to talk about faith. As Christians, as believers, it's important for us to somehow go back at the same time, check our faith, check our hearts, check our walk with God because us as believers need to understand that our journey with God is not a sprint. It is a marathon. We ought to do things to endure and persevere and see it in the perspective we're in. It's not just an encounter. It is a continuous walk with God. Talking about faith, faith, you can see it. The way people would do their reaction and the response, you can see the faith of a person. We can look at it right now. We're going to look at it uh, in a seven-week series we're in. It's in the life of Abraham. And then we hope that by looking at his life, we would learn from his faith. We would learn from God. And hopefully, all of us will be challenged, if not stirred up, to live a life of faith. Have you heard of this phrase, nakasanayan na? Have you said that? Okay, I'm used to it. Familiarity. Nakasanayan na. And uh, somehow there's a connotation that it's negative, but not really. On a positive side, dapat mayroon tayong level na, 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 na nasasanay tayo. Like in writing, right? You can choose either left or right. Dapat masanay ka sa either hand. Going home. Dapat masanay ka, umuwi, mag-commute. Kailangan, nasanay tayo, or else mawawala ka. You don't have a car, mawawala ka. Dapat may a level of nasanay tayo. When we eat, okay, uh, there's a place we're in, nakasanayan mo na, eto lang yung restaurant. I just go to this restaurant, I'm just used to this restaurant. There's also a place we're in, if you don't have sweldo, wala ka nang kulang ka na sa pera, alam mo kung saan ka pupunta. Ang tagasalba ng ano mo. Di ba? So, there are things that na nakasanayan natin. Those are not, not necessarily bad, but sometimes it can veer to being bad, really. Somehow, the, the phrase that says, familiarity breeds complacency. Have you heard of this? That when you have come to a place where you're so comfortable, especially in relationships, when you're so comfortable with one another that there's no effort anymore. Wala na yung sa, sa, sa marriage pa, wala na yung aha moment. You are really doing an extra mile and effort from Manila to Holo just to say hi. Okay? Having your phone bill reach up to 10,000 pesos just to talk to the person for three hours. Okay? If, if not cellular phone, for those who are uh, the past years, you use the Bitsinko, di ba? Yung piso. Tapos may nakasunod sa'yo yung laki-laki. Those things. When you're complacent, somehow it creates um, tension in the marriage. It creates tension in the relationship because there's no lo- no more effort. Okay? Um, you're, you're asking for more of effort, but really, the, the word is you're taking for granted. Okay? Familiarity breeds complacency because you're just familiar with things. You're just familiar with your relationship. You're just familiar with how you go about things. There's no more excitement. No new discoveries began to be slack and lazy in your work. Nasanay ka na. Bandiklak. Nine to five. This is what you're doing. Day in, day out. No more excitement. Familiarity breeds complacency. 
But at the same time, it can go to another level. Familiarity can also breed contempt. Contempt is when you began to disrespect someone. When you've gotten to know someone, alam mo nakikilala mo siya, tapos nakikita mo na yung mga weaknesses niya. Have you got to the point wherein you've got to know a person so close, and then you know the weaknesses of the person that you began to not respect the person, or maybe dislike the person. I can relate that with my relationship with my wife. There are tensions in our relationships that somehow I, I look at her and she looks at me and somehow I, there's a feeling of contempt. It's as if I, I don't respect the things that she's doing in our marriage, the weaknesses that she has. And God has to tell me, hey, JR, her weaknesses is your weaknesses as well because you're one. I have to realize that because I somehow treated her with contempt. I saw this picture in Facebook and somehow this kind of paints the picture when someone is in contempt with relationship. Ganito sana tayo, kaso buhay ka pa. You know this? <laughs> Magigess nyo rin yan. Sige, tinihin nyo. Ganyan sana yung relationship nila. Bisita na lang siya sa ano, cementerio. Kaso buhay pa siya eh. That's why there's contempt, there's fight, <laughs> there's tension. I mean, that's familiarity right there. I guess my hugot yung nag-post niyan. Okay? Familiarity that breeds contempt, anger, dislike, disrespect. Let's look at the life of Abraham. Let's look at how really his response with his relationship with God, how it helped him, how it also hindered him. Two things. There are response in our relationship with God as we put our faith in God that somehow it helps us strengthen our relationship with God, but on the other hand, it can also hinder our relationship with God. So ito si Abraham, 75 years of his life was really brief lang. Hindi mo masyadong alam yung story ng 75 years of his life. Then, by the way, he lived for 175 years. So the first 75 years, kind of like an insignificant nobody. Not really know about his life. But then the next, the middle year of 50 years, here's what we can see, that his faith and his life, it was tested. Because it is faith was tested. And in the next 50 years, from 75, 50, this is what we know now, the, the seven-week series, and in the next 50 years and beyond, he became a living legend. He became known. Until now, we're preaching about his life. So imagine that. In the middle, let's look at the life of Abraham when he was tested by faith. And for us as Christians, testings is a, a norm for us. That's what Peter said. Do not be uh, surprised as if somebody, something is happening to you na parang ikaw lang. No, it's common to man. Can we all stand up? Let's read the verses here in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 10. And uh, help me read this. Let's focus our eyes on the LED and just let's read it together and let's ask God that He will speak to us personally and corporately. Let's read it together. Alright, one, two, three, go. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. 
Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions as they had gathered and all the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Mori. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed on, still going north toward the Negev. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask for your presence to be able to break through our soul and our spirit, be able to receive your word, the purity of your word, God. Let your word cleanse our soul right now. Thank you, God. Help us to stay attentive, listening to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. From that insignificant nobody, 75 years, to the 50 year wherein we get to see how his faith was tested, and then after that, became a living legend and beyond. Let's look at his life, this uh, man named Abraham. Uh, let's look at how he responded in his life in faith when God called him where he was. If you look at this picture, he was in uh, Ur. By the way, the place of Ur is one of the wealthiest city at their time. Okay, what are the what are mga mayamang siyudad dito sa bansa natin? Makati? BGC? Okay? Somewhat like that. Richest City, Dasmarinas Village. Okay? Kung hindi, nandun ka na sa gilid, Dasmarinas Village. <laughs> okay, that's Ur. That, from that place, Ur. So they went to, we're supposed to go to Canaan. But they stopped in Haran. Okay? If you look at the verse in Genesis 11.31, it says there, And they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they, sabi dyan, they settled there. Biglang nakasanayan na nila, unti-unti. I think I'm comfortable here. They're supposed to go to Canaan with his family, with his father. But they settled there. There's something about comfort that it makes you stay in the place longer than God wants you to stay. He stayed there quite longer. His brother died. His father died. And then God called him. Okay? How about you right now? How's your faith journey with God? Are you still excited to go to church? Or you felt like you've settled? We have settled going to church. Nakasanayan na every Sunday. Have you settled in just going to church? Or do you want to move forward in your journey? That you want to be connected with a victory group? Have you settled in your life wherein you felt like, it's okay, I'm a Christian anyways, I can just live my life any way I want and you just go to God again because God loves me. Have we settled in that place? Have you settled in your journey as a businessman if God has promised something to you and you're still there and you felt like you're an employee, you've settled in that place, it's okay to be an employee, I'd rather not go out there. I'm scared. And you heard the Word of God. But you've settled. In your marriage, something happened in your marriage. Sin entered your marriage. And then you've been restored. And now, 
Nakasanayan na ba yun na you just stay together for the sake of the kids? Or have you settled just to be for the kids? Or do you want to move forward in your relationship with God? What are the things in your life that you have settled? When you go to church, do you sleep? Have you settled in sleeping because the preaching is boring? Or are you really sleepy because you're tired? Depends on the situation. What are the things in your life as a Christian that you've settled? Only you can answer that. Like Abraham, they've settled and God has to call him out. He has to call him out of Haran to the place we have called them, really, to Canaan. So let's take a look at two personalities. Very simple lang. Look at two personalities, the personality of God and personality of men. Let's start with the personality of God. Genesis 12, verse 1, it says there, Now the Lord, what? Said to Abram. He spoke to Abram. He was the one who initiated to Abram. Now if we look at that, well, doesn't, wala namang, ano ah, wala namang super revelation. Said lang naman ah. Ano ba yan? Well, he just spoke, he said. Now when you really look, look at that, Stephen, the mar- one who was martyred, talk about the life of Abraham, how God really called him out, how God helped him. Even Joshua in Old Testament talk about this, wherein Joshua said to the people where they already entered the promised land. He said to the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham, and of Nahor, and they what? Ang sabi dyan? Served other gods. They served other gods, yet the Lord what? Took and led Abraham. He was the one who initiated the relationship. They were polytheistic. They were worshipping many gods at that time. Same with us. Maybe we have our own gods, our own idols. They were worshipping many idols at that time. And at that time in Mesopotamia, around 2000 BC, okay, this is their god. That's their moon god. We call it Nana, okay? the moon god. In the Near Eastern religion, they have what they call the hierarchy of deities. Ibig sabihin, iba-ibang level ng mga Diyos. Merong super Diyos, okay? may extra Diyos. Okay? Basta, iba-ibang klaseng Diyos. Okay? Different kinds of level of gods wherein they would think that the super god or the sun god is very busy that they have to go to the lesser gods to get the attention of the higher god. They have to go that, to that route. Because if they go to the lesser god, they go to the moon god, the moon god will take them to the higher god, who is sun god, and they will get his attention. That's the picture at that time when it comes to gods. They would sacrifice, they would do anything to appease the gods, to initiate something towards their gods so that they will have the attention of the gods towards them. That's how culture would do things that they would create uh, an intermediary or a, a mediator and would bring the person towards the lesser god. Okay? Towards the other gods. I think that's a picture not just for them but even for us about religion. We've come to be familiarized, nakasanaya na, that when we need something from God, we go to Santo 
same go to that man. We try to what we call delegate our religious responsibility and obligation. Dini delegate natin. Or si pastor na lang. Baka si pastor mas ano, mas powerful si pastor kasi malapit siya kay God. Are you here? That's a, somehow for me, that's a religious mindset for us. That for every one of us who's a believer of God, all of us are in the same place with God. But yet somehow, when we look at someone who's standing on stage, there's a level we're in. I need to correct that myth. The pastor is not near to God. All of us are with God. We're a believer. Amen. We are with God. You are a son and a daughter of God. It does not change. Pero nakasanayan ba nating lumapit kay pastor? Kay mama? Kay santo? Because we want to get to God. That's a picture. Wherein God is telling us, baka nasanay ka na sa kultura. Let's get out of that. Because what God did was that His personality, He's the one who, what? Initiated, spoke to Abraham, told him, led him, called him out. Hebrews 11.8. That's what God did. In fact, He continued in this verse by saying, Go from your country, your kindred, your father's house to the land that I will show you. The word show means He's not just telling Abraham to come here and go there and then bye-bye. No. He's telling Abraham, I will be with you continually every step of the way, every stage, every phase. I will be with you. Imagine that. He will be with you every step of the way. That's what he was saying. If you look at this, five I wills. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse. And I will show it was as if God was saying, with all my might, I will do this. With all of my strength, I will do this for you. I will show you every step of the way, but I will not just say it to you, I will show you my strength. I'm going to make it happen for you. Amazing promise. An amazing God. And we look at Abraham and we look at ourselves, I believe God has a promise for you also. He does not show favoritism. What are those promises that God has given to you the first time you've encountered God? You've accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. When was that? Where was those buried promises? You felt like, I think it's too good to be true. Well, I want to encourage you right now that God is able to do it. He is the one who initiated it. You have declared it in the Bible that He who started a good thing in us will, will finish it, will complete it. Faith in a personal God breeds Confidence. Faith in a personal God breeds confidence. What do I mean by that? Because faith is not just a one-time encounter with God wherein we cry, Lord, I want to be, I want you to be the Savior of my life, Lord. And then after that, next year again, Lord, Lord, I've received my hands, Lord, Lord. And then the next year again, Lord, I'm surrendering my life to you, Lord. I'm just replaying my life. That's my life. I would come to God and say, got an encounter with God, and then after that, another year. And then I would just go back to the church and say, Lord, I'm surrendered to you, Lord. It's not just an encounter. It is a everyday walk with God. And when you have an everyday walk 
with God, the confidence goes higher and higher and higher because you began to know who God is in your life. It's like in a marriage that you may be in one house, but if you are not talking, if there's no discussions, if there's no vulnerability, where's the intimacy there? Right? Where's the confidence there with one another? Same in your relationship with God. The more you take that step of faith, the more you've grown into the knowledge of God. Because the end goal of faith is not answered prayer. Alam niyo ba yon? The end goal of faith is not answered prayer. The end goal of faith is getting to know God. When you ask something from God, the end goal of that is not your prayers answered. It does not end there. I hope hindi tayo nagtatapos doon. I hope that when your prayers got answered, you begin to ask God, so who is God once again? Okay, this is who you are, Lord. You learn who God is. So therefore, faith in a personal God breeds confidence. Now let's go to the other person, the personality of Abram or Abraham. Genesis 12.4 says, Abram went as the Lord told him, according to the word of God. And Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So, ang daming din ni Abraham. Nephew niya, asawa niya, yung mga ari-arian niya, yung mga tao na under sa kanya. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there and what? An altar to the Lord. In fact, going to the promised land, going to Canaan, wherever he would go, if you look at these verses, he would build an altar to God. Build an altar to God. An altar is a place wherein it's a reminder for you that you have met with God. It's a reminder that you will sacrifice for God. Doon mo may kita yung mga ano, sacrifices sa altar. Okay? That's what he was doing. He was dependent on God. I believe that's the picture of our faith. When we are confident with God, it's full dependence on God. In the sacrifice, there's no... Sa sakripisyo po, walang buhay doon. When you, when you sacrifice something in the altar, may namamatay doon. Dead animal. You kill it. It's a sacrifice. Okay? It's what Jesus said when He said, Not my will, but your will be done. When He sacrificed for you and me. Okay? That's the picture there. And that's the picture of the dependence of Abraham. Hindi lang po nagtatapos doon. We move forward. Okay? Good start for Abraham. In verse 9 it says, And Abraham journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. Now there was famine in the land. So can you imagine this? You receive a promise from God, I will make your name great, you will be a blessing. Okay? You go to the promised land, Okay, Lord, I'm gonna take the step of faith. And then he went there. Eh, mayaman siya. Nasanay siya sa comfort. He's rich. Came from very wealthy family, familiar with comfort, and now step out uncomfortable. And now, Lord, I'm in the promised land. Famine. Famine. Lack. What is this? You just promised to me something, greatness, and then. Mediocrity? What is this? 
doesn't make sense. Let me tell you now that also faith in a personal God brings inconvenience. It's not just confidence. When we trust God, He will take us to a place of inconvenience and we will be very inconvenient that we would begin to build an altar and shout to God, Lord, help me. You begin to build an altar, luluhod ka. Sa mga bagay na, Lord, akala mo, aalis ako sa trabaho. Huh, one month na ako, wala pa akong trabaho. Lord. I was about to get married in 2010. By January, He already gave that word to me. I had a, somehow a dream that I would lose my job. So, lose my job. I did lose my job. By February, ang pera ko sa, ano, in zero balance in BPI. And I was kneeling down to my fiancé. Will you marry me? And my money is in the ring. Lamera, <laughs> Lord. Lord, lakong pera. Okay. But I just said to God, Lord, you said your word. God, I don't know how I'm gonna go about this. But you said it. So it was an everyday crying out to God. And it was an everyday witnessing God's providence. Wow, you provided this, you provided this. God would even use an unbeliever to bless us a ring for free. You get that? An unbeliever would give it to us for free. I was so amazed with how God, kaya pala umiyak yung lalaki pag nasa kasal na. <laughs> Di ba? <laughs> I, mean, I look at that, I look at the, the, the faithfulness of God, it was indeed glorious. After our marriage, we counted the money, it was way beyond our expectation. I said, okay, ah, pwede pang business. Ah. <laughs> but really, honestly, I'm just kidding around, it was the providence of God. He will put you in a place where you are inconvenient. You will be shaken to the core. To the bones. Okay? You will be shaken. You and I, but don't count that as something that's bad. He removes what is shaken so that what cannot be shaken will remain. Our relationship with God. Sometimes, meron tayong mga, ano mo yung ano, pag, di ba, mag injury, meron kang pang tukod. May mga bagay tayo pag may problema tayo sa buhay, pantukod natin, siya. Kailangan ko ng love siya, kahit may asawa siya. Okay? All of those things, God would remove that. As we take that step of faith, He would put us in a place where we are so inconvenient so that we can call out His name. And you know what Abraham responded? He responded in verse 10, Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. He was uncomfortable, mayaman, so he went to what? You look at that picture, he went there, to Egypt. Now, is that the word of God for him? It's not the word of God for him. And if you look at this, you can see the compromise after compromise. He said to his wife to save himself. He said to his wife, the people will kill me because you are so beautiful. Ganda mo eh. Okay? Sometimes pala yung maganda, pabigat din pala. Okay? Masyado kang maganda. When they look at you, they will say, here is his wife, let's kill him. So sabi niya, babe, 
sister kita. <laughs> You're my sister, okay? Sabi dyan, that it may go well with me. Self-serving. Using his wife for his comfort. That my life may be spared for your sake. Okay? And then, amazingly, the Pharaoh gave, her, gave him favor. And for her sake, he dealt well with Abraham. So, umaman si Abraham. In chapter 13, verse 2, Now, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. Now, listen to this. It does not mean that if you are rich, and if you have money right now, when you disobey God, it is the approval of God. Money is not the sign that God has approved you. Promotions or whatever things that you get that you know and you know that that's not the Word of God, that does not mean that He approved of you and me when we do that. Abraham compromised. He went to Egypt because it was uncomfortable. He went there and he got filthy rich. More richer. More na nga, richer pa. Redundant. Okay? Ang yaman na niya, hindi ibig sabihin na pag may, may mga ganun tayo, ina-approve dahil ni God. Because if you look at it, from verse 10 to 20, he had never had a time where God had spoken to him, God appeared to him, God led him, God told him. So masariling diskarte siya. Kumbaga. So hindi ibig sabihin na pag mayroon tayong mga mga gandang ano sa buhay or pera or whatever it is, approve ka na kay God kaagad. Let's check our hearts. Faith in the promise rather than the promise keeper can result in compromise. Sometimes we are so focused on the promise. Lord, where's the promise? I'm waiting for my promise. You said, Lord, di ba? You said that I'm gonna have a wife. It's been a week. <laughs> or Lord, it's been one month, one year. Five years, ten years, where's the business? Where's the promotion? Where is it? We're so focused on the promise already, not the promise keeper, not our relationship with God. Therefore, our faith falters. We become disappointed. I become disappointed. I become frustrated. I mean, me and my wife, there are times when we pray, we've noticed, wow, our focus is not already on God. Our focus on, on these things. The desire that we have, we are being drawn away. It's what James said in the book of James, where in our desire would draw us away, would entice us away and lead us, cause us to sin. Rather than focusing on the promise, encourage us, focus on the promise keeper. Promise keeper. He's the promise keeper. I have a daughter where in, parents, you know this. Binihan ko sana ng Kinder Joy. Alam niyo yung Kinder Joy? You know, the Kinder Joy, diba? That was, there's a toy there, there's a chocolate, and then they have to assemble the toy. And she cannot assemble the toy. She was crying. She was like, I cannot assemble the toy, Dad. And I was just looking at her. Talaga naman, napaka-simple lang yan. Yung parang ganun, diba? She was crying. And she gave to me and said, Nak, darling, it's so simple. So I was doing that. And as I was doing that, God, I felt God impressed this to me. You know what, JR? That's the picture of your life as a Christian. Sometimes you want to fix your life by yourself and you are so tired. 
You're crying. You said, I cannot fix my life. I'm trying to fix it by my own strength. You're trying to do it in your own strength. But that's not your job. Your job is not to fix your life. Your job is to fix your eyes on me and give your life to me and let me fix it. Let me lead you. Let me be the one to guide you. I believe that's the picture wherein we put our faith not on the promises, but on the promise keeper. As I end, where are you in your journey with God? What place are you in? What are the things that you've settled, we have settled as a Christian? What are the things that you felt like, this is my place, okay? Don't disturb me. This is my place. I'm just here. I go to church. This me. Do not come near me, please. I just want to listen. And I just want to go home. Just eat. Ganun lang. Maybe God is telling you, get out, come out of that place. It's time for you to mingle with someone, be connected. Or maybe you've experienced trauma. I don't know. Outside church or maybe in church, napasok ka sa simbahan. You know that church is imperfect, right? We are here for God alone. And that's why discipleship is very important because it is helping one another to follow God. Helping one another to grow in our relationship with God. You know what Abraham did? He was off track, yet he came back. He came back in 3 verse 4 of Genesis 13. He journeyed on the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, okay, between Bethel and Ai, to the place where he had made an altar at the first. Pumalik siya sa altar. I believe this is an altar right now for you. An altar where wherever you are in your situation right now, what things that you have settled, you can come back to God and just like what Abraham did, call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon His name. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, He remains faithful. If you have been faithless, if I have been faithless, it's, it's come before God. Let's ask for forgiveness. In fact, right now, encourage us to come before Him. If there are things that He will God to you ngayon, you can ask for forgiveness. Whatever area of, of your life, God is telling you, Anak, dito, you have settled. Anak, dito, hindi ka nag-settle, pero you went astray. Anak, dito, side na to ka. Anak, if this is the place we're in, you really are far away from me, and I'm here to restore you. When we are faithless, He is faithful. Why? Because He cannot deny Himself. That's His character. That's the character of the God that we serve. He is faithful. He is really faithful. When we come to Him, He's there, ready to accept us. Thank you, God. Thank you that our faith trusts in a faithful God who is unwavering. We thank you that you are unwavering, God. And when times that we wavered, when times that we've settled, we thank you for you are indeed faithful to, to even forgive our sins and restore our relationship. You are that person and you are coming before God say, Lord, I want to get out for where I have settled. Raise up your hand. Let me pray for you. God, you see the hands of your people. Just stir them up, God. I pray that they will not just be contented to where they are right now. 
There's a place, God, that you have called them to. I pray, God, that panghawakan mo sila, Panginoon. I pray for a heart of surrender, a heart of sacrifice, where when they made an altar saying, not my will, but your will be done. Thank you, God, that you are a God who will restore them. Receive it. Receive it right now. You put down your hands. You are a first-timer here. You haven't have encounter with God, really a relationship with the Lord. You haven't accepted Him as Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you. His eyes are closed. This is between you and God. This is a time we're in. He wants to have a relationship with you. Raise up your hands and I will lead you in prayer. See that hand. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. Not because of the, your seatmate. It's your decision. Lord, thank you for this hands. Just pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. Panginoon, patawarin mo ako sa mga kasalanan ko. And right now, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that I can always trust you. Be the Lord of my life. Be the last breath. Fine. Thank you, God. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for these hands that are raised. I pray that indeed, God, they will grow in their relationship with you. They will not, they will not settle, God. I pray, God, bless them, Lord God. I release these people, God, as they go out, wherever they go. Lord, wherever you've called them to go, I pray for a heart of humility to trust you. The confidence that you will give to them. They will be inconvenienced, but I pray the trust, God, the level of their trust, as they take that step of faith, will grow more and more because they've known a personal God. Thank you, Lord God. The breakthroughs will not just be the answered prayers. Their breakthroughs is because there are people who know your ways and who know your will, knowing your word. Thank you, God. We honor you, Lord, in Jesus' name. All the people say, Amen and Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord.